From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 164, for the week of July 11, 2013. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone, welcome to the show. I'm your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Malato-Willie, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. In this week's show, Tony reviews another one of the Tomorrowland Terrace bands, and we chat with D23 spokesperson Jeffrey Epstein about the upcoming D23 Expo. All that plus this week's news, roundtable rapid fire, and our Disboard's Threat of the Week on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello everyone. Hello. Did everyone survive the fourth? Yes. We had a blast. There we go. That's the correct answer. <laughs> we love the fact that we can see four or five different fireworks shows from the balcony of the community center across the street. Nice. It's pretty cool. Nice. Um, anyone have any housekeeping? Um, I do. Okay, go ahead. In that, you know, I, I like to go to the Walt Disney Family Museum and report on on their events. About a month ago, and, and I didn't get a chance to talk about this, their CEO, Gabriella Caliccio, sort of abruptly resigned. Uh, Oops. It was, it was a surprise to everybody since she had did a big probably interview su- about a week and a half probably to before her too. that. Yeah, I suspect it might have been because she did a big uh, interview for the San Francisco Chronicle like a week and a half prior to her resignation. And from what I understand from talking to folks, she's not going to be missed. And, wow. uh, yeah, a lot of it was, you know, they felt that, that some, she definitely brought in more people to the museum, definitely increased numbers, increased membership, but folks sort of thought that she was leading the museum in a different direction, sort of away from Walt Disney a bit. And, also, but they just felt that she was impersonable. Um, she didn't connect with museum members. I know that some of the volunteers, um, the way she treated them, because, you know, we've all volunteered for things. We all volunteer for things. And, you know, you, you, you have to treat volunteers differently than you do paid employees because they're doing it because they're passionate. And she didn't seem to recognize that and that, you know, so the, there were a lot of uh, a lot of volunteers were really feeling unappreciated for what they were contributing to the museum. Um, you know, so right now there's somebody, and, and a lot of the like the Snow White exhibit that she took a lot of credit for. Well, that was really started by her predecessor, um, Robert Bennett or um, Richard Benefield. So she sure showed it got credit for that, but that right now they have an interim person in charge while they're looking for someone new. The interesting thing is so far the museum board of directors, they look for people that don't necessarily have an understanding of Walt Disney and his legacy. Their first um, their first CEO, Richard Benefield, had a lot of museum experience, didn't know anything about Disney whatsoever, and um, that that was that was and didn't care to learn. But he was very good at running a museum. Um, Gabriella had no museum experience, but was good at connecting with, you know, people that brought in money and, and, you know, brought in the numbers. And, but she prided herself on never having been to a Disney park. 
even though she has young children, you know, prior to coming to Disney, not knowing uh, prior to coming to the museum, not knowing anything about Walt Disney, and and public was very open about it, which really turned off a lot of people. And so we're, I think all of us who have been charter members are sort of hoping that they're going to get someone who understands Walt's legacy as well as knows how to run a museum and make it profitable. So um, so that's that's sort of what's happening at the Walt Disney Family Museum right now. Awesome. Um, yeah, hopefully they get somebody in there. Like you said, yeah. Um, one thing we've been talking about a lot is the D23 Expo, and I failed to mention last week there was a nice blog that Chuck put up with interviews with some of the performers that are going to be at the Broadway and Beyond uh, performance. So if you are interested in that, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes, but this is kind of cool. Uh, interviews with, with like I said, um, Josh Strickland and Aaron Fitzgerald White and some of the other performers that are going to be there for the D23 Expo. So be sure to check that out. Um, don't forget chat night Wednesday nights, 9 p.m. If you want to get a hold of us, email us at Email us at dlpodcast.wdwinfo.com. You can also email each of us individually with our first name at wdwinfo.com. Um, also, if you want to find our show notes, any links to anything we talk about, that will be at disunplugged.com. Any other housekeeping before we move on? Yeah, actually. Oh, okay. um, Whoa, you know how... Fancy. <laughs> you know how on our downtown um, Southern California 101 segment we talk about the California Science Center in Exposition Park and how that's the home of the Space Shuttle Endeavor. Well, right. we actually went to go see it last week, um, the girls and I, and well, I just wanted to say, you know, for as much as we've mentioned it, it's really worth going to. Cool. We had a blast. Huh. And even though it's not in its permanent home yet, um, you can do such cool things as walk right underneath it. They have it um, in the hangar in such a way that exhibits wrap all the way around and also underneath the two, um, the two um, sections of support for the, for the shuttle. It's pretty darn cool. Cool. Awesome. Thank you, Nancy. All right, let's head over to Tony with the news. Lone Ranger recently held their premiere at Disney's California Adventure. Ariana Almarez of Santa Ana waited 10 hours in the beating sun to wait for actor Johnny Depp to pass by her bleacher seat along the red carpet for the Lone Ranger. Just as the sun was going down, Depp stopped and signed a homemade poster writing, Beautiful Love, Johnny. Shortly after that, <laughs> Almarez cried. This beautiful story. Um, Is she I, unemployed? I yes, that's a good inference there. Um, I've been I've been in love with him. For, I okay, I'm gonna interrupt. So you know, as a teacher, the new big push is text-based evidence. It's the new standards. You know that, right? Text-based evidence, Michael. I forgot your teacher. Yes. Common Core. Well, I think we have enough text-based evidence. She waited ten hours. Uh, let me give you some more text-based evidence about maybe she's. Um, I've been in love with him for ten or eleven years. She's Amara single. Said, yes, I really <laughs> wanted to get the autograph. How many Amara's, cats does she have? Almaraz <laughs> oh, one of. Wow. We have to. We have to do a close reading and continue to see if we can find. Our how much, How many hours does she spend on the internet? Is the next question. Almaraz was one of hundreds, she's if not on thousands. One hundred and sixty-five of Candy Crush. <laughs> 
Poor Almarez. Almarez was one of hundreds, if not thousands, of fans who lined the red carpet that stretched down Disney California Adventures entrance corridor and Hollywood Land area. The official premiere screening of The Lone Ranger was shown at two theaters at the park. That stars as Tonto in the movie while Army Hammer plays the title role. You put Johnny, you put Johnny Depp and Army Hammer into it and it has officially become the happiest place on earth, said Karina Smirnoff of Dancing with the Stars, really. Okay. Sorry, I should just be reading it as objectively as I could. It was the first major red carpet premiere hosted at Disney California Adventure since it opened 12 years ago. However, the park held a lower profile premiere for blank when the park was about a month old. I'm going to give you a guess. It, it's a movie that was big for kids, probably a lot of DVD. High school give you musical. <laughs> Ricardo Montalban is in, I think, oh one gosh. of them or the sequel. Spy oh, Kids. Spy Kids. Spy Kids. Oh, oh, yeah. Of course. Kids. I think Star Trek yeah, no, I, to the rest I, I of the like, I didn't know anyone would know it. Spy Kids. Um, <laughs> Disneyland Resort President Michael Colglazer said the park was ripe for the event since last year's completion of a major makeover. It's nice to bring a little bit of Hollywood into Orange County, he said. Some fans got to Disney property as early as 2 a.m. They found spots along the red carpet when the park opened at 8 a.m. Most were waiting for Depp, who came down the carpet surrounded by bodyguards at the end of the two hours of arrivals. He shook hands and signed autographs to screaming fans before heading to the screening. There you go. Exciting. So, exciting. It's interesting that they did it, obviously, not in Disneyland. Yeah. I do like that, and they use theaters rather than putting up the big scaffolding. Uh, and, some people got upset, though, that all the famous people were, over, were in the Hyperion and all the fans were over in the Muppet Vision Theater. Oh, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. But And in our last story, Disney has renamed the Mouseketeer stage at the Burbank Studio for Annette Funicello. The stage at Walt Disney Studios, where the Mickey Mouse Club was filmed, is now officially the Annette Funicello stage. Disney chief Bob Iger led a ceremony dedicating the soundstage to Funicello, the Mouseketeer-turned-movie star who died in April at age 70. Iger confessed to having a crush on Funicello when he was growing up, as many who watched The Perky Brunette on TV did. Mm. Former Musketeers, Funicello's family and colleagues, and Mickey Mouse himself also participated in Monday's dedication. Frankie Avalon, Richard Sherman, and Leonard Malton were among those honoring the late actress. Julie Andrews is the only other entertainer to have a namesake stage at Disney Studios. Awesome. Wait. That's nice. You know, at the, in the main studio on the lot, they've actually um, taken their two um, historical archive display windows on either side of the theater entrance and devoted them to Annette products, you know, souvenirs, records, um, just all kinds of crazy stuff that you wouldn't believe she actually had her name on on licensed <laughs> merchandise. Oh, you should look up Kinda the cool. name of some of We saw Monsters albums. University there the other week. You should, oh, I know. Said, right, I was like, Hawaiian net. I love that one. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's the news. The new, oh, oh, sorry. That's the news. <laughs> I assume people would understand that that was, that was the news. The news. All right. Thank you, Tony. Time for rapid fire, uh, Michael. All right. Well, d- believe it or not, it's only six months until Christmas. No. <laughs> Yay. So... Which means then that Mickey threw his Disney Consumer Products Holiday Preview Party, <laughs> where they where they showcase the Disney Company's top products for the coming holiday season. So I thought I'd give you a rundown so you can all start making your lists and checking them twice and putting Woo-hoo. them on layaway. Um, 
First of all, all of you who are Star Wars fans, you are in luck this holiday season. I mean, Tony, under your Christmas tree, I know there's going to be a General Grievous-themed snowboard. <laughs> you know what? If it's Lando, I'll take I just anything Lando, I'm all for. I love Lando. Okay. It was like literally I had like three um action figures and Lando was the best one. Oh, okay. So or you... please tell me that there's gonna be something Lando, because General Grievous kinda freaks me out. It's scary. <laughs> That's the one that has like twelve arms or something, right? He's pretty creepy looking. Yeah. Um or you can lie nestled all snug in your bed wearing a pair of special holiday themed Star Wars pajamas. Holiday, th- whoa, whoa, okay. Holiday themed. I don't remember any Star Wars where they're celebrating Christmas. Did you not remember oh, no, that? the Wookiee Christmas, Christmas special? Okay, I remember. Okay, if it's a Wookiee <laughs> Christmas, that's okay. But I don't want to see Darth Vader exchanging a gift with General Grievous. Or I, I, I know they're in different times. Any Star Wars fans? I know I'm totally wrong. <laughs> but I think that's the next Disneyland Christmas commercial right there. Um. Okay, or you can uh, there's there's a Santa Vader T-shirt, which, which is truly sad. <laughs> it's it's a black T-shirt with Darth Vader on it, and he's wearing a Santa cap. <laughs> um, they do. Sell. Have, yeah, I hate they, to say it, but also. <laughs> and um, anyway, there's also um, a Darth Vader action figure coming out, and his lightsaber glows an ominous red. And but if you take off his helmet, it reveals the young and still handsome Anakin Skywalker Jeez. inside. Okay, okay, I am not going to be the Star Wars no police, but that's never that's not right. I know. And and the lightsaber maybe this helps Tony. The lightsaber then automatically switches to Jedi blue. Neat. Oh, no, that's so wrong with the story. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I'm not one of those guys, but I'm turning into one because, like, okay, I know, and I'm interrupting. You're gonna edit this out. Whatever. Oh no, this is great. I like this. Is uh, <laughs> I I love how Disney has incorporated Darth Vader, but he was, I'm gonna say it, the most badass dude ever. Yeah. And he's turned into this like cute, like we Character. just make fun of him all the time. Oh, and I know. That's, it like I liked it at first, but to the point now where it's we've we've lost what his character meant. He was like never... evil, and now it's like, oh, he's eating ice cream in the parks, and he's got a Santa hat on, and or, I don't know. Or at, when, at Disney Hollywood Studios on Star Wars weekends, they have him dancing on stage. I always yeah, hated that. Come on. <laughs> like, so. the, well, wasn't he like dancing at one of the Halloween parties we went to, or the yep. Halloween party I'm at sure. that stage? Yeah. Like, now, like, think of, think of the, the evil characters in Disney movies. They never cross over to... Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, you, you don't have, Ur- like, an Ursula Christmas, like, <laughs> plush. I, I, I don't know. I think um, Cruella de Vil could pull it off, though. Okay, yes, yes. But they don't do it, is what yeah. I'm saying. Anyways, okay, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I, I think a lot of people will agree with you. Uh, if you're into Marvel, there is a, a remote-controlled Iron Man-themed flyer that can zoom 300 feet straight up in the air. Um, hopefully it comes down somewhere in your vicinity so that you can retrieve it. Um, <laughs> not likely. 
Um, there's also, I know, it, it'll be gone the first time. Um, Slam down in the middle of the cul-de-sac and break into the pieces. <laughs> there's um, some Marvel-themed light fixtures that you can put on your wall. One looks like Thor's hammer that's been smashed into your wall. And and it has all the crackle effects, and or the head of Iron Man looks like it's crashed through your wall, and they both light up. Nice. <laughs> I saw those. They have. Um, I don't remember seeing those, but I saw Captain America Shield at Target the other day. Yeah, and Marvel. Well, that's nothing new. A lot of people wear no, ca- no, the no, Cap- no, 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 as light light fixtures, light fixtures. Oh, yeah, interesting. Really? It looks like they're going to have a series of. That'd them. be kind of cool. Yeah. Well, but was it cheesy looking, or was it? I, I didn't really look at those because I was looking at the baseballs and footballs that looked like they crashed into your wall. <laughs> so, how many of those do you have in your new office, Tom? No, no, no. This is for Westrom. He wanted the, the little baseballs that you could—they look like you're—they're coming out of your wall, but they're light fixtures. Remember, people used to have those on their um, windshields. Mm-hmm. They used to make those. Always a hoot at every party. Um, <laughs> and every witch that's <laughs> or, or at every Little League game, putting it just in the parking lot in someone's windshield. Nice. Um, little Mermaid is going to be huge this, this holiday season. She's not going to be little. She's a huge mermaid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a lot of plush characters. Ever since hey, now. Got, ever since she got married, she let herself go. <laughs> yeah. I know. Well, doesn't that happen to all of us? Um, read well, along. Stopped, I mean, didn't she stop swimming? She's now on land. So that whole cardiovascular. Did I get? Did I, did I just totally screw up the story of Little Mermaid? Or am I correct? <laughs> That's the sequel. <laughs> okay. Well. Yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway, so there's going to be read-along books. Of course, the film is coming out. The remastered film. Um, there's phone cases. There's towels. There, you name it. There's also. Um, handbags and things like that for the adult fan. Uh, Marty Scalar's um, book, Dream It, Do It, Half Century Creating Disney Magic, is, go- is going to be released August 13th, but it's also going to hit store shelves. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be released for the D23 Expo. It's also going to be released in time for the holiday season nationwide. The big hit is going to be it's a small world collectible dolls and what cool. it is it what it is is it's going to be the dolls of every nation you know dressed in their costume and then what's going to happen though is is that when you squeeze their little hand once it's going they're going to sing it's a small world in english and if you squeeze it a second time, or just because you just grab them because you can't stand that song, it's going to sing. <laughs> it's going to sing the Small World theme song in the language of that doll's country. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, Very cool. Yeah, and there's going to be a lot of it's a Small World theme. And, and if you're wearing your glow with the show ears, they blink <laughs> along. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, really, they go along right with it. And then there's that. also going to be some. Um, plush figures of some of the animals that are in the attractions. They showed the little panda bear that they have in It's a Small World and the little French poodle dog are among some of the animal characters that they'll be releasing as well. So it looks like there's something for everybody um, coming out this holiday season from Disney. Thank you, Michael. Uh, Mary Jo? This weekend starts the Orange County Fair in nearby Costa Mesa, maybe about 
20 minutes away from Disneyland. It's not really far. And the price to get in, it's $11 general admission. Other prices fluctuate. Kids are five, five and under are free and parking's $10. But this is a fair that started, um, in the late 1800s. And they have a lot of exhibits there. They do have rides, of course, um, for an additional cost and some free entertainment and other entertainment that you could pay for. So if you go to the show notes, you can see the link uh, for the Orange County Fair. And it was kind of cool because if you see a mime going around the fair who's kind of slender with a mustache, he used to be at Disneyland, and he was called Lanyap in the New Orleans section, and he used to uh, ride a unicycle. Wow. So, yeah, so it's kind of fun seeing him at the at the Orange County Fair. All right, thank you, Mary Jo. I will go next. Uh, we've just finished Grad Night 2013, and already Grad Night 2014 dates have been announced. A little little change, well, no, I mean, the, the format is still the same, where they receive park hoppers for the day and then are segregated over to California Adventure during the night. Uh, starting a little bit later this year, last year it started, I'm sorry, this year, this is really confusing. In 2013, it started May 9th and went 22 days through mid-June. This time, it's not starting until May 16th in 2014 and only goes 17 days through June 19th. Price has increased to $75 for 2014, but I know people kind of didn't enjoy their trips to Disneyland when they had grad nights when they when they conflicted with grad nights because it was really really busy with lots of high school kids. So if you're planning a trip in May and June and wanna in, of 2014 and wanna look at those dates, they are now available on the Dis. I'll put a link to all that in the show notes. Uh, Nancy. Okay. Now this one may only be of interest to Tony, Tom, and Michael, but. Disney just happens to be releasing their third in their set of beautifully Disney cosmetics. Nice. Oh, I hope it's blush. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I need me some lip gloss. <laughs> I saw um, the first all-mint condition. The first collection was called Wickedly Beautiful, and this new one is um, called Unlock the Spell. And it's dedicated to um, princesses that have been spellbound, um, Belle, Rapunzel, and Tiana. What about Ariel? So She was spellbound. Uh, you know, they probably have other plans for her. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So that doesn't fit the color scheme. Maybe it's because she put on some Yeah, pretty much, yeah. She's the, a uh, summer. Well, you know what's interesting is these are are slightly more winter colors. (laughs) Oh my! There you go. But uh, the shadows are um, various shades of purple. Um, It looks like the polishes are a green, a a gold, and a red. Um, And then there's three lip glosses in pinks, and. There'll be a time being where uh, guests can get a uh, a new um, beautifully Disney five piece brush set. Ooh! Um, 
which is actually they look really, really nice, and they look like several brushes that I actually have in my own cosmetic collection. Right now. So, what kind of brushes are these? Like hair brushes or what? No, these are makeup brushes, like the big giant one for powders, and then there's a, an angled one for um, brows and eyeliner. Um, there's a couple shadow brushes, and then a tapered flat brush. But anyway. Cool. I've if you purchase forty or more, uh, forty dollars or more, it's like fifteen dollars plus tax for the brush set, which is not I, normally going to be twenty. I've bought because my daughter, you know, she's old enough that she doesn't really want anything from Disneyland when I go. So I've been picking up some of these products for her, and she says they're really good quality cosmetics. They so yeah, they look really great. Yeah, so and, she's really happy with them. And they must and she's has real sensitive skin and she doesn't seem to react to these cosmetics. And they'll be available online um early in July for those who can't get to the parks this summer. Get thee to the parks. Get so, this stuff. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Nancy. Tony. Well, annual pass holders you have Yay. an opportunity for an Adventures by Disney gift pack. If you book book your vacation with Adventures by Disney, and you'll get a special gift. You have to book before August 23rd, 2013. And this gift pack may include, I'm not a big fan of the word may, may include <laughs> a sweatshirt, an Adventures by Disney sweatshirt, Adventures by Disney water bottle, Adventures by Disney bag, Adventures by Disney pen, Adventures by Disney keychain, and a Disney DVD. The offer is good for all available Adventures by Disney departures between March 22nd, 2014 and April 24th, 2015. You can obviously visit the website to learn a little bit more. Know that um, you can combine this offer with DVC, Costco, and Adventure Insider. And you will receive a gift pack when booking the vacation between May 23rd and August 23rd. So you have to book this by August 23rd. For travel between again March 22nd, 2014, and April 20, April 24th, 2015, and you must travel on the land packaged book. Gift pack will be mailed out at least 30 days prior. Limit one gift pack per household. Valid on new bookings only. Of course, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. <laughs> Subject to change without notice. Void where prohibited. Without <laughs> express written consent of major baseball. <laughs> Thank you. Can we book that through Dreams Unlimited Travel? Why, yes, you could. Ooh. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Contact <laughs> Kevin. Yeah, Ke- or, yeah, Kevin at Dreams Unlimited Travel. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you, Tony. Time for the thread of the week, Major. I think Nancy had something. Can Can I just say something really quick? You just did. And it's, it's Carthay. <laughs> it's, this is Carthay Circle related, and I just came across this like two seconds ago, so it shows you where I've been. Um, I just found out, you know how we talked about those great um, ice spheres in the drinks, in mm-hmm. the signature drinks at the oh, Carthay. Yeah. Yeah. If you ever want to do that at home, you can do it right now for about $9.44 um, if you have Amazon Prime. They have, um, it's not as fancy, it's not a big old, you know, brass copper or whatever it is, the pressure mold. But they sell um, by a company called Tovalo. They sell these ice molds that make spheres like that. So you could probably try and pretend you're, you know, spiffy Carthay Circle cool at home. So while Tony was giving his rapid fire, you were on Amazon Prime. Is that what you're saying? I didn't say that. Over to Mary Jo with the <laughs> thread of the week. 
Um, this week's thread comes off of our Disneyland community board. I've heard bad things about the community board. Oh, different community board. The the Disneyland community board is a friendly place. Yeah, this is the nice corner of the Diz. Um, (laughs) This post is by Cheryl Lane, and she writes, Why do some people think Walt Disney World is so much better than Disneyland Resort? And she says, "Does Do any others have friends, co-workers, family members who seem to look down on the Disneyland Resort compared to Walt Disney World? It seems that most of these people I know have never even traveled to Disneyland Resort, but yet they think it's common knowledge that Walt Disney World is so much better. Now, I do not think that either resort has to be better, and I often just reply how they are both different and each one has their pros and cons, but it seems to fall on deaf ears. I think it's great that there are parks on both sides of the continent, as otherwise imagine how busy only one would be. My kids are not even interested in going to Walt Disney World at this point, because Disneyland Resort is their original park, and now with Cars Land, well... They really do not see the point. They'd rather do a cruise or go to Hawaii and stay at Alani, like that's a cheap alternative. <laughs> anyway, just wondering if anything else, or excuse me, if anyone else is tired of these kind of remarks. And so there's, what's kind of interesting is this thread started in the Walt Disney World section, and then somebody, somebody moved, moved over to the Disney, yeah, yes. they moved it over to the Disney. So it's interesting to see some of the Walt Disney World, um, where that's the home park for some of these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, these posters, as um, the Disneyland Resort is a home park to some of these, um, to some of our posters. So I think if anybody has uh, some input or would like to see, it's not so much the comparison, uh, you know, like this is better, that's better. Although there's a little bit of that, but a lot of it has to do with why um, the attitudes, the attitudes of. Um, the Walt Disney World and and the benefits of both parks. So it's an interesting. I was I was reading it and got caught up in the thread and <laughs> thought that maybe others might want to read it too and and put in their give their input. Awesome. It's just it's, you notice how none of us are touching that. No, <laughs> I and, and I was trying to be diplomatic about it. it yeah, and like you said, it's they're like the the poster said it's. Comparing apples and oranges, I mean, they're both Disney parks, but there's, it's just so different. I, got, I, I think I have a new analogy. I'm Mr. Analogy. Okay, analogy. You've never, you've never taught, you've never been in my classroom. But um, it's like two siblings. A parent loves them both, and they both have different strengths and weaknesses. One does not have to be better than the other. Boom! Was that awesome? Yeah, I'm. That really was. Oh, you are so good. <laughs> I'm really, I'm, I'm really proud of that one. I just made it. And up, one but. is one is the oldest with a lot of the values that the parents mm-hmm. uh, had when he was small and instilled, and then the, the other has a bigger <laughs> castle. And then the best, yeah. best bastard stepchild. Okay. <laughs> the other one has a bigger castle. Yeah. <laughs> Which is going to cause issues for the. Uh, well, anyway. Well, you know, America is better. <laughs> Oh At least goodness. they're not dating the same girls. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Did you find Belle in both of them? Yeah, I was just thinking that. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Thank you, Mary Jo. Before we get in trouble, that is going to do it for this segment of The Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.